the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's this about an anti-work movement? Apparently it's a real thing. In the last few days, I've seen one of my favorite restaurants uh, post a sign on the front door that says they will now be closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. They've been open for a million years and seven days a week. And just today, I heard about a hardware store near me that's been wildly successful, I'm thinking for 50 years. And it has a sign that says it's closed Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And I know of a landscaping business that has had to stop taking orders for the summer because there aren't enough people to do the work, so they can't take the orders. So, so I just went to DuckDuckGo. I asked about the causes of the labor shortage. There are lots of them. People want to make more money. People don't want to come to work. They want to stay home and work. Then I came across something called the anti-work movement, and here's how it was described. These people are part of the anti-work movement, which seeks as its aim to demolish the economic order that is the very foundation of the modern workplace. Anti-work, which has its roots in anarchy and socialist economic critique, maintains that most of today's jobs are unnecessary. Now, I saw lots of stuff written about the anti-work movement and how it's becoming more popular with people, and I only started looking for a little while, uh, just a little while ago, so... I'm sure there's not there's much more to read about this, but I didn't see any reference in any of these uh, discussions of the anti-work movement about um, how these people are, you know, eating or paying the rent or their car payment or putting gas in their cars. But it's definitely a thing. People who own businesses are having lots of trouble finding people to work, and this can't be a good thing. When I asked the owner of the restaurant which jobs he was having trouble filling, he said, servers, cooks, dishwashers, everything. Then I said, well, how do you suppose these people who used to come to work in jobs like this for you, how are these people eating, paying their bills, that kind of thing? He said, ask Joe Biden. I didn't have time to ask Joe, but so maybe there is something here, and uh, we are living in very strange times, and you start seeing businesses close Not because they don't have business, because they don't have workers. When we come back, I'm going to talk to someone who appeared in the movie 2000 Mules. I watched it last night, and I'm convinced, by the way, that Donald Trump won the 2020 election after watching it. And in our second half hour, you're not going to believe what they are now selling at Target. Well, actually, maybe you will believe it. Stick around. Hey, Earl. Did you hear that Senator Mastriano voted to pass Act 77? You're kidding. Isn't that the law that allowed no-excuse mail-in ballots that the Democrats are abusing? Yeah, but it's worse than that. Mastriano also proposed that folks with COVID should be mandated to register with the government or be punished. And that's a violation of my privacy rights. Uh, What will they come up with next? A tax increase? You know, Earl, now that you mention it, he has. Mastriano is proposing a 60% increase in our Pennsylvania income tax. Wow. Unbelievable. I'm sure glad I talked to you guys. Don't be like Earl. Get the facts. Doug Mastriano can't be trusted. Paid for by Pennsylvania Patriots for Election Integrity, LLC. When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town, or do you try to make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? Hi, this is Beth Andrews from NetWorth Advisors. I believe the same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go to one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why NetWorth Advisors was started. I wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. We're more than just convenient. We're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with the NetWorth Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 800-426-1428. That's 800-426-1428. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. NetWorth Advisors, 800-426-1428. 
firm offers insurance services but does not provide legal advice. NetWorth Advisors LLC is a registered investment advisor. Make a difference in your life that impacts you for years to come by traveling to Israel this year. Sign up today for the thrill and excitement of visiting the Holy Land this November with nationally syndicated media host Dr. Sebastian Gorka and renowned author and filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com for details and to register. On the tour, you'll step into history with mouth-watering cuisine, picturesque scenes, and magnificent people while visiting over 40 iconic sites and sacred places you've only read and heard about for years. Pray at the Western Wall in Jerusalem, float in the mineral-rich Dead Sea, and take a boat onto the middle of the Sea of Galilee as you experience something transforming in your life. Call 855-565-5519 to reserve your spot. Again, visit StandWithIsraelTour.com to book your trip today. I'm about to compare a pepper shaker to a cash-out refinance. Hang with me. You know when you're at a restaurant and they ask, would you like some fresh ground pepper? And then they crank that giant tube, but almost nothing comes out? For me, only a certain amount of time is socially acceptable to wait. I know that getting that pepper out might make my life better, but it just seems too impossible. And that's what we hear people say about the cash-out refinance. People realize that the value of their home has gone up like hot pepper the last few years, leaving all this extra money sitting inside their home. But is it too hard to get out? It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. If you're interested in cashing out the extra pepper in your home, we're good at doing all the work while you just sit back and relax. And often, your mortgage payment and years in the loan will stay the same. If you'd like to hear about your options, we... Our United, United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA United Mortgage Corp. 25 Meadow Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Title or corporate analyst number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, now I think Donald Trump won the 2020 election. I've always been um, suspicious, but Dinesh D'Souza's movie, 2000 Mules, which we've been telling you about here for the last couple of weeks, convinced me last night when I finally got a chance to uh, watch it. One of the people in the movie has been a frequent guest on this show. His name is Hans von Spakovsky. He's a former member of the Federal Election Committee uh, Commission, and he's the manager of the Heritage Foundation's Election Law Reform Initiative. He joins us now. Hans, thanks for coming on again. Appreciate it. Sure, John. Thanks for having me. So um, I had planned to actually try to get a hold of you today anyway after watching the, the movie. Uh, I thought, you know, I'm going to watch this, and then I'm going to get – Hans to tell me what he thinks about it. And then there you are. I see you pop up in the movie. So um, I, I still have the same question. Just what's your overall impression of the movie, even though you were actually in it? Well, my overall impression is that uh, uh, Dinesh D'Souza has raised very serious, substantial issues about possible uh, fraud in the 2020 election. And uh, if we actually had law enforcement agencies who who did the jobs they're supposed to do. They would be investigating the things that that he has found. Uh, I mean, look. In, in essence, I'm sure you've been telling your listeners. In, in essence, what he found were that there were individuals, the same individuals, going from one Dropbox to another, uh, uh, sometimes in the middle of the night, stuffing ballots into these drop boxes. And, uh, you know, the question arises, well, where did they get them? Were these legitimate votes? If they were, why are they dropping them off in the middle of the night? Why are they going from one box to another instead of just putting them all in one box? You know, uh, were these all fraudulent ballots? Did they steal them from voters? Were, uh, you know, where do they get them? Were these legitimate? Who were these people? What were they doing? That's what law enforcement ought to be doing now. Yeah, there would there would be like uh, one guy would they would track him by his cell phone and he would go to thirty eight right. thirty eight different drop boxes, and then there was also matching video which shows that person stuffing ballot ballots into the box. So let me ask you. Um, What's supposed to happen at a drop box? Is it one person supposed to put one vote in there, or is there any ever a time when it would be legitimate for someone to have any reason to bring more than one ballot there? Uh, 
I don't think there's a legitimate reason to bring more than one. I mean, yes, occasionally that might happen if, you know, if I go to a drop box to drop off my ballot and I happen to have a very elderly uh, parent, someone who's sick and disabled at home and who also wants to vote by absentee ballot, well, then, yeah, maybe I uh, uh, drop their ballot, too. But why would I be driving from drop box to drop box to drop box uh, with many, many ballots. Where did I get them? It's, it's, it's hard for me to believe that there is any reasonable, legitimate explanation for what these individuals were doing. And this is not something that Dinesh D'Souza made up. It's got, there's video, no. there's video of these people doing this from, from right. security and, cameras, not video that he says he shot. Right. And look, they use the same technology that, all the big social media companies like Google use to track you based on your cell phone. I mean, look, every time somebody uses Google Maps, well, how do they? How do you think Google knows where you are? It's because they're tracking you and they're tracking where you're going. Mm-hmm. And and what they did is they got that same data and used it to isolate specific cell phones that were in the vicinity of drop boxes, and that's where they started to find these patterns of the same cell phone going from one drop box to another. Then they got the official video surveillance of some of these drop boxes so they could see who it was with these cell phones going from drop box to drop box. Amazing. Now, you worked uh, for the Federal Election Commission. I'm wondering... Right. If uh, if um, when you were working there, if somebody had knocked on your office door and said, "Hey, uh, Hans, I got this uh, this video that somebody this this little documentary that somebody put together," and dropped that on your desk, what would be the res- your response, and what would should the response be of the people who are there right now? Well, it wouldn't be the Federal Election Commission. It would be the U.S. Department of Justice responsible okay. for investigating this, and I also work at the U.S. Department of Justice. Yes, I would immediately open up an investigation. I would identify through the video footage and the cell phone who these individuals were. I would pull them in for questioning. Uh, part of the movie, as you know, is that uh, in addition to stopping at these drop boxes, they kept stopping at the locations of five advocacy organization. So the clear implication is that's where they were getting the um, absentee ballots. And every single one of those advocacy organizations, their records would be subpoenaed. And I would pull them in to question them, where did they get these absentee ballots? And so you, you say in the movie that the, the mules are very common. This is not, uh, when you watch this, uh, and we're told about this before you got involved in the movie, the the idea of the mule was not something that surprised or shocked you, right? No, uh, because, uh, for example, in Texas, they've had problems for years, years of individuals, particularly in southern uh, border counties, being paid by local candidates to go to people's homes to basically take their ballots, fill them out, make sure those voters vote for uh, those candidates and folks have been prosecuted and convicted of that. That is a common problem. It's a, they have a similar problem uh, down in Florida too. Does this happen? Does does Dinesh D'Souza get a movie if there's no pandemic? Is he able? Well, to, is he able to? I mean, is, does does this? How much of this was a result of the uh, all the changes made because uh, trying to accommodate people and keep them from dying from COVID? Well, that's what led to the supposed drop boxes uh, being put in. But everybody should understand that this kind of vote trafficking has been going on, unfortunately, for years in certain communities, and the people whose votes are being stolen and who are being coerced and intimidated to vote a particular way, are the, the, the people targeted are always uh, people who are poor, people who are elderly. The, the folks that the, the Democrats are always complaining, oh, they're the ones that are there to protect them, but those are the people that are taken advantage of by these vote traffickers.
And the mules, uh, they get, uh, I guess in the movie they say that, uh, I think they talk to a whistleblower, they, they, get, they get paid by the ballot that they drop. It might be $10 a ballot, and they'll drop 20 in one box and drive a few miles and drop 20 in another one, and they've just made 400 bucks. So they've made some, you know, they've made, they made a pretty good buck doing this. Right. And, uh, you know, I, again, um, combine this movie with the fact that, as you'll recall, Project Veritas mm-hmm. caught uh, folks in Minnesota who were going around and buying ballots, buying absentee ballots. Uh, and guess what did the U.S. attorney there do about that? Well, he did nothing. Yeah, and and the reason there is so much fraud with absentee ballots is pretty obvious, isn't it? Yeah, because uh, they're 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 voted in a place where there's no election officials to supervise and make sure nothing uh, is going on that shouldn't be, and uh, there are no election observers there to make sure that uh, things are above board. Uh, and um I'm just the, the, we we talked about where the ballots come from and it's pretty obvious that they come from these organizations uh these uh I guess so-called uh just concerned uh, organizations for the get the vote out or whatever I don't know what they are but um how much of this uh could possibly have been funded by Zuckerberg uh I think an enormous amount not just by Zuckerberg but by George Soros and others, uh, the amount of pouring into um, nonprofits on the left, working on this, uh, Scott Walter with the Capital uh, Research Center estimates that in the last election cycle it was almost $20 billion. And um, this, we have another election coming up in six months, less than six months. Um, Will this movie have any effect on um, raising suspicions or trying to get uh, people in both parties to maybe take a close look at what's going on, or is this all a Democrat thing? Oh, no, I think this will make folks realize, uh, in particular places like Georgia, um, that they need to be a lot more careful with absentee ballots, that they need to, frankly, restrict the number of drop boxes out there, but not only restrict them, but put in all kinds of procedures to make sure that they have surveillance and they are guarded uh, to kind of deter the kind of thing that's going on. I I don't think drop boxes should be uh, even allowed in most places, and they certainly shouldn't be allowed uh, except during the same hours that polling locations are open. So that you actually have to go in and drop your ballot box off where election officials can see you and see, well, how many ballots are you dropping off? Uh, and if you're a repeat customer, why in the world are you doing that? And again, where are you getting those ballots? One of the more interesting uh, stories in the movie for me was that uh, they, they told the story of uh, someone in Arizona was caught a few weeks before the election doing this uh and they were the way they were caught was by fingerprints on the ballots and that story came out it was made public and they showed a news report about it uh and then they were looking at the videos and the day after that that story had come out the day after that person had been caught because of fingerprints on the ballots these people who were showing up at the ballot box were suddenly wearing surgical gloves yeah again what possible explanation is there for that other than they are engaged in illegal activity and they don't want to be found that way? There, there's no other reasonable explanation. And they, 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 for people who haven't seen it yet, and everybody should see it, um, they, these, these guys will come up and they'll, you'll see they got the blue gloves on. They're stuffing ballots into the box. As soon as the ballots are in the box, they rip the gloves off and throw them in the wastebasket right next to the ballot box and drive off. Um, it's, uh, oh, yeah, but uh, all, yes, but also remember, in some of them, they take pictures, selfies yeah. of themselves, putting the ballot boxes in, obviously, so they can show that as evidence to collect their pay. It would be awfully nice to um, 
find those people as law enforcement should and grab their cell phones so they could get those photographs. Yeah, and uh, so the people who, when you can get Democrats uh, to admit that some stuff was going on, and even if they look at something like this, their first response is always, well, yeah, there's always some of that going on, but it just didn't make enough difference to uh, affect the election. There weren't enough of it. But Dinesh kind of has the numbers, and he does the math to show that it absolutely affected the election. Yeah, he does. Uh, but actually, the first reaction of liberal, purport, uh, liberal reporters, because I got called about this last week by a New York Times reporter, he clearly had no interest in actually investigating this the way I've just talked about, which is trying to find some of these people yeah. who were dropping these ballots off and finding out what they were doing, which of the organization. No, all of his questions to me were were trying to uh, find mistakes and errors mm-hmm. in the movie so that they could discredit uh, Dinesh D'Souza. They had no interest in a real investigation. Now, what do you suppose the reaction would be? We're talking to Hans uh, von, S- von Spakovsky. He's a f- former member of the Federal Elec- Election Commission and also the manager of the Heritage Foundation's Election Law Reform Initiative. He's in the movie 2000 Mules, which everybody should see. Uh, what do you think the difference might be if, say, Michael Moore had produced this movie uh, in 2016 or 2017 or 2018, and it was about how Donald Trump had stolen the election from Hillary Clinton? You think uh, there might have been a different reaction from the New York Times? Oh, my gosh. It would be uh, uh, screaming headlines on the front page of the Washington Post and the New York Times, demands for media investigation, the U.S. Justice Department, and these uh, uh, state investigators in every state, uh, of course it would have been different. A guy I know told me he sent, he, he, he's, he's a, he, this guy's a conservative and he has a friend who's a liberal and they, they kind of go back and forth. And this guy's a smart a guy, a really successful guy, uh, but he's a liberal Democrat. And, and he, 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 he asked him, he said, have you seen uh, 2,000 Mules yet? Because he wanted to get the guy's reaction to it. And he, all, his only reaction was, you know D'Souza's been, uh, gone to jail, right? That's it. That was his reaction. He's, he's not going to look. <laughs> yeah, this, is a smart, has, this, this is a smart guy. He's not going to look at it. Right. Yeah, he has no interest in it whatsoever. And that's going to be the uh, general interest of the left. And uh, they're going to try to censor any mention of it. Um, you know, I work at the Heritage Foundation. We have an electronic newspaper called the Daily Signal. Yep. And a week or so ago, um, uh, we had an article, uh, a column in it by DeRoy Murdoch, uh, basically reviewing the movie and talking mm-hmm. about what the movie says. Uh, Facebook removed that yeah. and said, we can't have that on Facebook. Wow. I got about a minute and a half left, uh, Hans, and I have to ask you this, because this is what drives me crazy, right? Even as, as recently as today. Every reference that is made to Donald Trump's claims about voter fraud. This was an AP story today that I saw about a candidate uh, for governor in Pennsylvania and how he was um, a Trump ally. And, he, and he, he was supporting Trump's baseless claims about voter fraud. He, um, every story I see, if it's about Donald Trump's claims of fraud, it's preceded by the word baseless claim. Does this give it a base now? Is it no longer baseless, at least? Oh, I think it had a base for quite a while, yeah. um, and it ought to be investigated. And look, I want to be clear. I, I'm not saying that I know for sure mm-hmm. what happened in the 2020 election, but enough doubts have been raised about it that it ought to be looked at, and the credibility of this needs to be investigated. But the, the left won't do it. The, the Associated Press, which I dealt <laughs> with on on election fraud issues, they are actually, their reporters are some of the most biased Mm -hmm. when it comes to any issues involving election integrity, um, and and that's from my experience with that. Last question for Hans von Spakovsky. Do you think Donald Trump won the 2020 election? Uh, The answer to that is, I don't know. (laughs) And I'm not sure we'll ever know. Mm -hmm. But you're not saying you're sure Joe Biden won. I, yeah, but I, I, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm now, and I'm not in the same position you're in, but uh, sorry, I, I think he won, and that's what I'm going with, but what do I know? Hey, it's a great movie. Uh, you're in it. You make a, play a big part in it, and I uh, appreciate you coming on, Hans. 
Sure thing, anytime. Okay, that's Hans von Spakovsky of the former Federal Election Commission and 2000 Mules. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The Senate has rushed into a vote on a bill that would enshrine Roe versus Wade abortion access in the federal law. A roll call promised to be the first of several efforts in Congress to preserve the nearly 50-year-old court ruling, which declares a constitutional right to abortion services, but is at serious risk of being overturned by a conservative Supreme Court. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says the GOP will knock down what he calls chilling legislation. We will stand with the American people, stand with innocent life, and block the Democrats' extreme bill. The Democrat slow majority appears unable to overcome a filibuster from Republicans. Inflation slowed in April, but still high. Consumer prices jumping 8.3% from 12 months earlier. This is SRN News. I'm about to compare a pepper shaker to a cash-out refinance. Hang with me. You know when you're at a restaurant and they ask, would you like some fresh ground pepper? And then they crank that giant tube, but almost nothing comes out? For me, only a certain amount of time is socially acceptable to wait. I know that getting that pepper out might make my life better, but it just seems too impossible. And that's what we hear people say about the cash-out refinance. People realize that the value of their home has gone up like hot pepper the last few years, leaving all this extra money sitting inside their home. But is it too hard to get out? It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. If you're interested in cashing out the extra pepper in your home, we're good at doing all the work while you just sit back and relax. And often, your mortgage payment and years in the loan will stay the same. If you'd like to hear about your options, we are United, United Faith Mortgage. Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Meadow Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Federal Corporate Animalist Number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. When we decided to buy this radio station, there really was only one thing we wanted to be. Your radio station. The one that talks about everything going on in this town, this country, and this world. We wanted to be the one to tell you what happened while you slept. Why are you stuck in traffic? Is it going to rain? And most importantly, we wanted to be the smartest host on the radio to help you know what to make of it all. They're all here every day. The world has questions. You have the answer. AM 1250, the answer. Year after year, it's the same routine. Drop off the taxes, pick up the taxes, leave a check. Maybe it's time to work with a business CPA who is less transactional and more relational. For Mike Radich and the team at MGR CPA and Consultants, it's about more than crunching the numbers. It's about getting the advice you need for complex tax issues and business solutions. It's just a better return. MGR CPA and Consultants. Honesty, integrity, always. At MGRCPA.com. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I definitely uh, think it's a good product. Definitely worth keeping. You know, I've had all kinds of conversations with these nutritionists. I've asked them about products like yours, and they'll say, oh, well, we don't want you to take that. We just want you to eat all these vegetables and fruit. And I said, you know, you're talking to somebody here that hates fruit, and I will tolerate some vegetables. I think it only makes sense. There's no way I could eat enough fruit and vegetables to equal what this product is providing is the way I look at it. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature right now. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com for more information or to place your order. Shipping is always free. And don't forget to get 35% off your first order as a preferred customer by using discount code BALANCE. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. On outbound 28, it's all clogged up. There was an earlier vehicle fire near Fox Chapel Road. Still some heavy jams from East Ohio Street up to that point. On the Parkway East, some big delays on the inbound side. 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge, and it's a solid line outbound. Forbes Avenue up to the Edgewood Avenue overpass. Stacked up Parkway West inbound, Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. We'll see clear skies tonight with a low of 52. Tomorrow, plenty of sun, the high 78. Tomorrow night, mainly clear, low 60. On Friday, sunny to partly cloudy skies, high 78. 
Friday night, mostly cloudy and mild, low 59, and on Saturday, mostly cloudy with a few showers and a thunderstorm mainly late in the day, the high 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Grace Miratori. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. Windows AM 1250, The Answer. Hugh Hewitt, The Hugh Hewitt Show. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Arizona Governor Doug Ducey joins me to talk about his last eighth year in office and David McCormick, who I think will be Pennsylvania's next senator, about what he hopes to achieve in his first should he get the nomination and win in November. Ducey and Dave McCormick on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Hugh Hewitt, weekday mornings at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9 on AM 1250, The Answer. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, who doesn't love to shop at Target? They have everything from food to TVs, computers, clothes. Stores are always clean and bright. Nice people working there. Crowded, too. They do a great business. But you might be surprised if you go shopping for clothes when you find something called Target's Pride for Kids line. Libby Emmons is the editor-in-chief at The Post Millennial, and she is here to tell us all about that. Thanks for coming on again, Libby. Thanks so much. Glad to be here. Yeah, how are you? I'm, you know, I'm not bad. I'm hanging in there. Good. So, <laughs> not sure if I'm going to be tar- shopping at Target. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, who is this for? Let's start with that. Yeah, so what we find is that Target has made a huge um, pride push with LGBTQ, uh, et cetera, et cetera, merchandise in um, several different areas of their stores, from children's clothing, complete with um, bibs, skirts for boys, um, infant onesies about, you know, being trans, uh, all sorts of things like that, as well as in um, housewares. Um, there's plenty of books like Bye Bye Binary and the Pronoun Book. These are board books for little kids. And there's also a line of clothing made by a company called Tomboy X, which uh, creates sort of gender-neutral underclothes, and they have a lingerie line. However, yeah. one of these lines is specifically for um, you know women who are attempting to appear more masculine. So... There's a chest binder, um, which suppresses breasts in order to create a more masculine, flat-chested look. Mm-hmm. And there is also uh, what's known as packing underwear. And this is your basic boxer brief that a lot of men wear, except it has a pocket on the inside where a woman who wants to appear as though uh, she's, she's packing. Male, <laughs> can yeah, she wants to, exactly very nice euphemism. Um, can insert like what are called packers, mm-hmm. which makes it um, look like uh, which makes it look like that. Yeah. So, so. Um, th- this is this is all right there in the store. I mean, is it, or is this only online? Is there a section in the store where you can go and browse? Th- you know, look through this stuff. Um, I know that it's online. And I haven't seen it in the store, but I live in Brooklyn and we really only have like your basic Target Express. We don't have uh, Mm -hmm. like the massive Target stores. I haven't seen it in store, though, even when I've driven around to other places. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's in the in the store itself, but it's certainly available online. Um, And I think it's sort of interesting that the um, the Tomboy products are not marketed to children. 
but they are in these very bright colors. They are very attractive, and they do come in three extra small. And I'm wondering what adults can really fit into three extra small. Like, is that, that sounds like less than a zero to me. Right. And Yeah, it seems to be child sizes. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned that they they actually have uh, messages written on some of the clothes for a toddler. Uh, yes, that's right. Trans rights are human rights. On a, for a, yes, that's right. Uh, so you have your little two-year-old running around with that on his shirt. Mm-hmm. Or I yeah. should say their and I shirt. Think that on, on their shirt. There's <laughs> pronoun shirts. Yeah. There's all kinds of things. And what this really does is, you know, we're in this cultural moment, we're in this fight moment where you have conservatives, essentially, along with uh, plenty of feminists who are uh, what's called gender critical, believing that biological sex is a thing. You conservatives, gender critical feminists declaring reality exists, that there is no real meddling with biological reality, that men and women exist. Uh, as men and women, and that there is nothing that can actually be done regardless of medical science or wish it to be so that would transform men into women or women into men. And then you have this sort of fantastical element of, um, you know, Democrats and, and people on the left who are insistent that saying you are the opposite sex somehow magically transforms you into the opposite sex. Well, uh, um, and that's where we get this idea that men can become pregnant because mm-hmm. a woman who believes herself to be male and then gets pregnant, now a pregnant male person, as if that's, it, it's totally inconceivable nonsense. Um, and that's what we're facing. And Target apparently is on board with uh, delusion and fantasy. Yeah, the worst thing about this is that um, it's insane. Everybody, well, not everybody, but I think most people still, if they really, uh, if you put them, hooked them up to a uh, polygraph, they would tell you that that it's in- insane. They think it's insane. They mm-hmm. don't. They don't believe it for a minute, but they're they're afraid to say so. That's the problem: is that you see something that on its face is just absolute, total insanity. But mm-hmm. you are, if you make, if you have the nerve to even question it. You are a bigot, a trans. You're transphobic. Pick a word. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the worst part of it. Is that it's it, if you know twenty minutes ago this would. You, you, uh, I, I use this expression a lot on the show. My dad used to say, "You better watch what you're doing over there." Or he'd say he'd say it about a neighbor who was acting a little strange. He said he would say, "Pretty soon somebody's going to come over and put a net over him and take him away." Uh, that, <laughs> that that's that's what would have happened. That's a great visual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that that's you know that's the kind of thing that that my my dad would look at this and he'd say, well, "Where's somebody to come around and put the net over this any of these people?" But it's now. Um, I, I, I hate to say that it's accepted because it's not by everybody, but it and it, it's not quite mainstream yet. But it sure seems like it's getting there. It really does, and I think that we've convinced ourselves, uh, or at least a, a big, huge chunk of our society has convinced themselves that it is compassionate to uh, affirm someone's gender delusion, um, and that to be gender non-confirming means that you are perhaps the opposite sex. Um, and I don't think it really makes, it doesn't really make a lot of sense because what you have are men who say that they're women, like our good Dr. Rachel Levine out there, um, long hair, fingernail polish, a little makeup and a skirt, and suddenly you're a woman. But women have been wearing no makeup, short hair, short nails, and pants for, you know, for quite a long time without having to believe that they are men. So there is a little bit of this double standard here, and I think that's why we're seeing such a huge push for the um, accessories for women to adorn themselves to like men, um, because women already have all of the clothing options that that men have. Um, so what are you know? So this is what this is this is what's next. The thing too, though, about the chest binders that I think is important um, to realize is that it's not just um, fashion. A chest binder is not just fashion. It's actually quite a 
dangerous thing, right? Any woman who's worn a sports bra for extended periods of time knows that it can become really comfortable um, and compressing and a binder um, is substantially more compressing and suppressing than that. I, it can lead to skin problems, um, breakouts, uh, rashes, broken skin. It can lead to broken and bruised ribs for extended periods of time. It can lead to breathing problems. Um, and all, you know, so there's a lot of issues with this kind of garment. Um, and what the way Target advertises it is that it's this thing to be proud of. You know, it's this great, it's this great thing to express your true self and be who you really are. And in fact, it's a very harmful thing to wear for an extended period of time. It's not safe. Um, and it's bad for young girls to wear, you know, who are still developing. Um, and it's bad for, it's bad for grownups to wear adult women. So I think that's something to be aware of as well is that, um, it's one thing to, you know, want to wear whatever you want to wear, but these things are being marketed without any warning as to the medical complications that can result from them. Yeah. And you have a picture of a, a woman, looks like a pretty young woman wearing one, uh, on, on your piece at the post millennial. And we're talking to Libby Emmons, who's mm-hmm. ed- editor in chief at post at the post millennial. Um, and it's uh, all made to be look very glamorous, and that's uh, that's the uh, I think that's the the big issue, is that it's it's gone from being uh, maybe um, something that would cause people to feel sorry for you to accepting to now glamorizing and uh, encouraging that that's it's almost like Target is encouraging kids. Uh, to do this, and it's all, it's it's not just Target, but they're a part of the program. And I don't say that they're doing that purposely, but they they don't think there's any problem with uh, encouraging it. Yeah, and I, I do think that that's an issue, and I do think it is encouraged. Um, we are at a you know we're at a point where we have uh, essentially eliminated religion from our public sphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have removed a moral basis for decision making process, which I think is one of the greatest achievements of Christianity um, and Judaism is having a moral basis in order to uh, bounce your options off of that moral basis and thereby make decisions in that, you know, you can know what right and wrong is, right? So we've eliminated our basis for understanding the difference between right and wrong. Uh, We did that in the 20th century, and now we have, um, you know, for a long time it was still there anyway because it was essentially the underpinning of everything. But now we've attacked those underpinnings. We've said that those are garbage as well. And so we don't know, as a society, the difference between right and wrong. We're hurting children with this trans and gender ideology, and we're saying that it's the right thing to do, even though there's plenty of evidence to suggest, um, you know, physical evidence that it's the wrong thing to do, that it's dangerous, that it causes, you know, sterility, um, long-term bone issues, and the the number of medical complications that come from giving young girls testosterone for extended periods of time, uh, it's a laundry list problems. And the same goes for boys who are getting estrogen. It's, it's a problem. Uh, development is stifled, you know, physical development. A doctor recently came out, um, a trans doctor who has performed more than 20,000 uh, genital mutilation surgeries came out and said that not a single patient um, that this Dr. Bowers had operated on or, or dealt with in this way achieved um, who had, who had undergone this, all of this, this procedure and this medication pre puberty had achieved sexual function. So essentially uh, if you're a child and you begin this process, there's every reason to believe that you will never have a satisfying sexual experience. Uh, Intimacy is basically destroyed for you. You're not going to have kids. You're not going to have functioning genitalia. Um, So yeah, so that's a, that's a big problem. But yeah, we've removed Christianity. We don't know how to make decisions. We've told ourselves that up is down, left is right. um, And we're, we're really just harming our kids here. 
but you can still buy a really nice, uh, some really nice clothes at Target that make should make you really happy. <laughs> what what is uh, what is G L S E N? And uh, it seems like uh, the Disney company is involved in this a little bit. Yeah. So G L S E N is um, is a group that. Uh, pushes LGBTQ and affirming and gender identity curriculum into schools. They do this around the world. Um, they recently, I recently saw some uh, stuff on their website about how they're doing this in, um, is it GLSN? No, I'm thinking of something else because you mentioned Disney. So I, yeah. my brain moved into that tangent, but GLSN does it in the U S and they push this kind of curriculum into schools. Disney funds GLSEN. GLSEN has also partnered with Target. Disney has been funding them for over 20 years. And Disney recently added to the list of organizations that they fund organizations like GLSEN that do the same kind of programming uh, multilingually and globally, South America, Europe, Japan, and other, and yeah, other locales. New Zealand, I believe, is on their list. Another... And this is a yeah, this is this big push to to normalize these insane concepts to get kids to believe that they could be born in the wrong bodies. And while I think that to a certain extent, um, to a certain extent, I think that this began with the idea of this will help the couple of kids who, um, you know, are gay or whatever. Which, like, you know, okay. I think it has moved into a different realm entirely. And because we've removed religion, because we've removed rites of passage and all of those sorts of things, uh, coming out is now like the American rite of passage. And if you're not queer, if you're just some boring straight kid, why would you want to be that? Yeah. You want to pick a letter and put on a flag and get to wear rainbows. Wow. Hey, I got about 30 seconds left. Uh, the train is rolling down the track now. Uh, why should anybody believe this can be stopped or reversed? I, I don't think it can. I, I don't know how you do it. I think that we need to. Uh, I think that we need to teach our kids moral values. I think we need to teach them the difference between right and wrong. We need to teach them to trust their own bodies and their own impulses. Um, and. You know, when your kid comes home from school with all this garbage in their head, you have to reverse it out. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Hey, uh, I really appreciate you coming on, Libby. Always. Thanks for doing it. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Okay, that's Libby Emmons. She's the editor-in-chief at Post Millennial, and you can find her stuff at thepostmillennial.com. We'll be right back. In 2008, I wrote the book, The Dumbest Generation. This is Mark Bauerlein. My first book chronicled the millennials who spent time staring at screens with extravagant hopes of a high-tech future. They were confident, optimistic, ambitious. Technology was to make millennials the smartest generation. In truth, it robbed them of faith, patriotism, history, art, literature, civics. The mentors didn't give them beauty and truth and greatness. Instead, millennials have looked for answers in utopian dreams of perfect justice and universal happiness that will only disappoint them. At age 30, they go for cancel culture. My new book, The Dumbest Generation Grows Up, From Stupefied Youth to Dangerous Adults, lays out the wreckage and shows how to rescue the next generation. If you'd like to learn more about my work, listen to my podcast at First Things Magazine, www.firstthings.com, www.firstthings.com. From best-selling author Mark Bauerlein, get the essential new book, The Dumbest Generation Grows Up, available wherever books are sold. Here's Dave White. We need less talk and more action. My father was a steam fitter. My mother, a homemaker. Their dream for me was to achieve opportunities greater than the ones they had. And like my parents and so many of you, I want to ensure that we can provide that same opportunity for all of our children. Dave White's a dedicated family man, unapologetic conservative, job-creating entrepreneur. 
I am not a politician. If you are looking for a candidate with decades of experience in Harrisburg or Washington, I am just not that candidate for you. If you want safer streets, if you want to lower taxes, if you want to fix our elections once and for all, if you want to put parents back in charge of our children's education, join our campaign. I will take less talk and more action to Harrisburg. Paid for by friends of Dave White. This is John Stagerwald. You know, I used to think that all towels are pretty much the same, but I found out with my pillow towels, that's not the case. Towels just don't seem to dry anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the storage, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at my pillow found out that around 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them and adding softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA, and they have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton. They come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. You can get a six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, soft and absorbent, regularly $109.99, now $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio lister specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 for these great radio specials. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Hey, the NBA is going to be playing uh, some exhibition games in uh, Abu Dhabi. Uh, there are very few things more boring than an NBA exhibition game, but they're going to be playing there on October 6th and, and the 8th of October. Kind of interesting because uh, back in 2016, the NBA pulled the uh, All-Star game out of Charlotte because uh, North Carolina had passed a law that required uh, people... Uh, kids in school to use the bathroom uh, that identified with the you know what they the, their gender their real gender not what they thought they were and they made a big deal about it and they thought they were being very woke and telling everybody the right thing to do and setting a great example the only problem with this is that uh, now that remember they did this because they were trying to show their support for the LGBTQ plus A B C D F G H I J K L M N O P uh, community uh, there's only one little problem with that. In uh, Abu Dhabi, uh, you are not allowed to be gay. Not only are you not allowed to be gay, but if you are found to be gay, there's a chance that you will be, are you ready? Executed. Okay? They kill you for being gay. But the NBA is going to play a couple of exhibition games over there because you know what that means? They can sell some T-shirts. And maybe Nike can sell some shoes. They'll kill you for being gay. That's the NBA for you. I'll be right. I'll be right back. I'll be back tomorrow. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.